Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so... Thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. Bregman would like to get him to scamper home. Two on, two out. Tenth inning. That's in the air to left. Here comes Fisher. Throw by Heathier. A deep dive on baseball. Wade Boggs is a Hall of Fame third baseman. The man's a legend. And much more. He drank 50 beers on a cross-country flight and then absolutely destroyed the Seattle Mariners the next day, okay? <laughs> the number of beers is actually highly disputed. Some say 50, some said as many as 70 beers. Which is an absolutely insane amount of beer. Nobody can drink that much. Not with an attitude like that. Now here are your hosts for the Hot Corner, Patrick Harris, the seven-foot kid that strokes it with the acne on his back, and Mike Lynch. Excuse me, he looks really hot. On 1080 The Fan. Happy Wednesday evening, everybody. It is a Mike and Joe edition of the Hot Corner today. Patrick is out. Would you believe it? Rafting again. It's, it's like, like it's like his fourth or fifth <laughs> rafting trip in a month. It's I was, insane. I was gonna say I thought it was like the third this summer, but you're saying four or five times in a month. No, I'm exaggerating because that's what I do. But it, he's gone a lot. I think he's gone basically every other week for the last month and a half. <laughs> he's like, hey Mike, I'm uh I got to record the podcast on blank day because I'm gone the next five. I'm like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm rafting. Cool. Have fun. Comes back, he's here for a week. He goes, "Hey, I, I got to record it on this day because I'm I'm gone for four days." Oh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm rafting again. <laughs> yeah, I was going to do a different part of the river. Okay, he's done that three or four times now, and he was basically just saying, "Look, last summer we couldn't do anything, so I'm just getting it all out of the way now." He's uh, got Category Five fever, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Whatever, however they rank the waves or the the raft or however you want to call the way. Um, isn't it like something like that? Category three, four, you five. You are asking the wrong person, my friend. I've gone rafting once. I've never been rafting. Uh, it was in Bend and it was a guided raft. So uh, I just was with my family and I was down there for a wedding and just the, the guy in the back helped us and we paddled and that's, that's all I remember. I mean, I guess I did do the float last summer, which I had talked about on the show last year where, uh, it was a float, but the, the chill part of the river was closed for whatever reason, or at least the park was closed there. The river cannot be closed. It's a river. And uh, we went on a more heavy raft version of the float, and my my raft popped, and it was all it was a whole thing. 
But I'm not counting that as rafting. That was just a float went wrong. Class four, class five waves. There you go. Category. I'm thinking hurricanes. You are thinking hurricanes. (laughs) Might as well be the same thing anyway. Uh, So on the show today, we do have a very, very special event in baseball tomorrow. Four o'clock on Fox that we will discuss. It is the Field of Dreams game. And uh, the details around it are pretty interesting. So we'll talk about that. And then we'll just kind of have a free-flowing open conversation about the the playoff picture right now, kind of check in on some teams. Why are the Mets all of a sudden bad? You know, the AL East is becoming really, really exciting as all four teams at the top of that division, sorry, Joe, are are in the playoff hunt at this point. Um, you know, are the Brewers really for real? They keep winning, and they're in first in the AL Central. So we'll do a check-in on all those races throughout the rest of the show. And uh, are you going to do fair or foul today, Joe? We'll see. Probably not, but we'll see. Okay. Maybe fair or foul at 8.30. But uh, before we get into any of the baseball, I was very curious because Joe's been gone for what feels like a month. It's really only been two weeks. But uh, Joe went and did like a true vacation. And uh, Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. I mean, I didn't go anywhere fancy. Um, well, you said you were you were thinking about road tripping down to Cali. Yeah. And then I started crunching the numbers on like a San Francisco four-day kind of trip and what that would cost and – which is ironic because when we were talking about my vacation, I was telling you about how many, how zero Fs I gave when it came to spending money. Mm-hmm. But planning for the vacation was like, oh, I don't want to spend all that going to San Francisco. That's, Once the uh, first day of the vacation started, the caring went out the window. But beforehand, you cared a lot. 100%. <laughs> I mean, the night before I started the vacation, I had to go get some camping equipment because I did my first big boy camping trip where I brought everything. It was just me and my son. So I brought all the food, brought all the camping equipment. So I had to get everything that I needed for myself. If I ever wanted to go camping like this again. So I was out until nine, 10 o'clock at night, buying, going to different stores, getting what I needed. And after that first 24 hours of planning for that, that was, it was all out the window as far as spending money. I dropped like two fifty three hundred dollars on camping gear and food and stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, well, this was, this well. was futile <laughs> trying to watch my budget on vacation. Are you kidding me? So, but at that point it kind of felt a little bit looser, you know, went to a few restaurants down in Newport and went and got a massage and Ooh. went and bought myself a new putter, which might be the highlight of the got vacation. A massage. Yeah, man. The bet I got an old man back. I got like a 50, 60 year old man lower back. And it was where did you go to like one of those one of those no. massage parlors? No. Oh, okay. No, because I, I started reading up on how much you got a tip after that. And I was like, again, <laughs> the money came into the equation there. I was like, I think I'll just get the I mean, you could have there. said no, you don't have to partake in, in the happy ending. Mm, you, you don't, but wandering Joe, hands Joe's over might here be. single like Sure. <laughs> I don't know. I felt I felt like I was like a massage, you know, trying to be frugal again in certain areas. And I was like, oh, that could go towards a putter. I only have ever had one real massage. Dude, my, my lower back was shot for some reason. Oh, and this was the low point of the entire vacation stay, 10 days, whatever, is at some point I had a rib slip out of place. Whoa. Like, and that can just happen, right? Sometimes it's not a bad, like just, it happens. I don't know if you've, I suppose. Uh, sure. I mean, I don't know. Text line can maybe help me out. Like ribs can slip out of place just pretty easily. I've had it happen before. You're really selling the 50 year old body here, Joe. <laughs> For real. And it happened on one of the nights I was camping and sleeping on an air mattress with like a rib out of place. One of the worst nights 
of sleep that I've ever had in my life. Wow. There would just be movements where I'd literally be rolling around and <gasps> just lose my breath. And so it was just how did you get awful. It fixed? Just uh just lived life, man. And it popped itself back in or I I guess it feels fine now, it just kind of slowly gravitates back to where it needs to be. I think I'm finding out that I don't know a lot about how the ribs work <laughs> because I'm like it pops out of popped out. I don't know, like it popped out of where? It doesn't pop out. It's I, it's hard to explain. It's I, I looked it up, but it's a, it's fairly common. I feel like in my family, I feel like my sister's complaining about a popped rib out of place like every week, it seems like. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. But then I, I went golfing a few times, and I just, you know, worked it out, and we're good. I'm, back, I'm, off, the, I'm off the IL. I'm good to go. All right. I played a great round of golf on Saturday or Sunday. That was fantastic. God, I felt like a pro golfer. I think I got like 54 holes in in like a three, four day stretch. Now, I went to Newport for the first time on my birthday weekend last month or a month and a half ago now. And we were only there for like a couple hours. We weren't staying there. What is like, what, what are the things to do in Newport? I've, I've never really been down that way, down that far at the coast here. Uh, is the I, aquarium any good down there? I've never been to the big aquarium the Oregon coast aquarium. Cause I know that they have one at seaside and it's kind of smaller, but they have the seals in there and you can feed them. That's fun. I was thinking about going to the aquarium. I just didn't really like carve out the time and want to go and do that. I guess, whatever. Um, I mean the seal, the sea lions, always a great time. I could, I could watch the sea lions on the, on the docks for hours. Those crack me up. They're all fighting each other and trying to like jockey for position on the dock. And then one tries to sneak in and jump on all the other sea lions while they're lying there. And it just, all hell breaks loose. <laughs> and so, the, I mean, I love just going to the harbor in the bay. I love just sitting there, looking at the boats, enjoying the view. The Brit, like Newport to me is one of the more unique coastal towns just because of the bay aspect. Um, and they got good food up and down the bay near Newport, uh, Nye Beach. I went to like an Irish pub. Like, full-on Irish pub. Mm -hmm. They had bangers and mash you can order. They had all types of Irish-themed meals. Um, I mean, Newport, outside of the bay, there isn't a whole lot to do unless you go to Night Beach. I mean, that's so, kind of a lot of Oregon coast towns. It's, you know, there's like one little pot of things to do. Otherwise, you're just chilling at the beach or just hanging out. And normally when I go to Newport, I do crabbing also, you know, talking about throwing things in pots of boiling water like primetime was i don't know if i'm gonna enjoy that the next time i <laughs> go crabbing i've never done that before crabbing is one of the more rewarding experiences because unlike fishing where it's like oh i hope i catch something you'll catch some crabs in your pot it's just a matter of whether you can keep them or not mm. because they have to be a certain size they have to be male so i was i didn't go crabbing this time around because it's not crabbing season you got to do it in the er months september october so maybe i go down there like next month to do that and throw a pot out on the water and so i i love to go crabbing but i just didn't do it this time and um i went out on the jetty also because in the harbor there's these long jetties that go out into the ocean for mm -hmm. the boats to come into and that was a trip like i almost had to i had to stop by a certain point because there was some big gaps in the rocks. And I was with my son. I was like, uh, I could easily see you falling in that. And this becomes a whole ordeal where we have to call the Coast Guard or something. So we're going to just stop right here before. I guess I, I've never really walked out on those before. They do seem cool, but also terrifying at the same time. Like, what if there's a rogue wave that just comes by and it's just like, hi there. 
knocks you off the jetty. And there were people out there. Like I stopped pretty early. There was like they were like hopping and skipping and jumping all the way. They were all. It seemed like they were all the way at the end. It was insane. Like I Mm. and water is was cold as hell out at the coast too. Um, But I I love camping. I know you're not a camping guy per se. I don't know if you just gone a lot. I think is what you said like growing up. But I love camping. I threw down on the Coleman Grill cooking. Had some amazing ribeye steaks. Had some great breakfast sandwiches. Like I, it was fantastic. I, I'm I'm very proud of myself after this camping trip. Definitely. Very good. Yes. Very good. Uh, well, cool. Welcome back. Very, uh, hopefully very you feel proud like- after shooting a 96 at Oregon City on uh, Sunday as well. There you go. Birdie, that, got a birdie from like 30, 40 yards out. Is that a rare under a 100 for you? Uh, yeah, that does not happen often, if ever, that I can remember. So I'm taking that 96 to the bank, baby. Very nice. Well, welcome back. Hopefully it was refreshing. And uh, let's talk some baseball, huh? I'm down. There is a very unique game happening tomorrow on national television that was supposed to happen last year, but, well, you know, COVID happened. The Field of Dreams game is tomorrow. Let's discuss. This is the Hot Corner with Mike and Joe today on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Couple of texts coming in. Oregon Coast Aquarium, Rogue Brewery, eat at both Moe's. Yeah, I know that. Uh, I guess the original Moe's is from Newport. I did not know that they were in Newport. Yes. At, and there's two like across the street from, I was just looking at the map. There's two across the street from each other, the original and then one that's on the water. Right. And I, I think I've eaten at both of those ones. Um, I, I did go to the Rogue at the Bayfront. Uh, did some samplings and tried and had a burger there that was just mm. insane. Yeah, I went there. So good. I went there as well. Got a birthday beer there. Uh, <laughs> RJ's in. Jetties are built to thin the herd. Natural selection. <laughs> Again, dude. Like once we started getting out there, there was some. They, they're big rocks. They are large boulders that make up that jetty, and it's there's a lot of gaps in them, dude. Like I was not. I was out on it pretty quickly. I'm like, nope, you're. You're eight years old. Look at that body. It could fit through that crevice. That one there. That one. You're you're disappearing if you go in that one. I've never seen you again. We're stopping here. We're good. And then this text says, I slept in the shark tunnel in Newport a few years back. Slept? Oh, like at the aquarium? I assume, I assume that's in the aquarium. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Like, is it, was it like an overnight? Out, like you could sleep there as an event? Or did you just go <laughs> sleep sneak there? Sneak past security. <laughs> at night. 
Uh, I would hope that it was some sort of stay at the aquarium night, buy a ticket, and you can sleep in the tunnel. That's what I would hope. There's there's some cool. Uh, have you ever seen those <laughs> random articles that are shared to you? Usually, I see them on Facebook, where it's like the ten coolest hotels in the world, and there there's always one or two that are like underground and right with the ocean as your windows. Yeah. Like the windows in your room is just the ocean. Right. That would be insane. I think I would love that so much. I think I would probably soil myself if I woke up and just in an aquarium tunnel, like, you know, in the middle of the night, say you fall asleep somewhere. You're not used to falling asleep, you know, not your bed. And you kind of wake up and you're like, where, where, where the hell am I? What's going, what's going on? Imagine waking up to just an aquarium tank and overhead and there's sharks and fish and just all this sea life around you. That would be, I would be scared S-less right there. That would be pretty terrifying. Ah, what? Where am I? Ah, like, what is dude, happening? For real. Like a giant shark hammerhead just goes coasting by. Uh, RJ, who was born at the coast and lived there for many moons and lives there again, by the way. On the beach, right there on the sand. Says Mom Newport overrated. Newport overrated. Yeah, he hates you, Joe. Um, I have to strongly disagree. I feel like Newport is the greatest coastal town in Oregon, oh, at least. Oh, wow. Um, I feel, I don't know. I think we kind of said that a lot of Oregon coast towns are very similar. And yes, I mean, they are. They just kind of, I, are, I'm a huge fan of Cannon beach. That's my go-to, but I feel uh, like Cannon beach is a little overhyped. Just went there for the first time a couple weeks ago. And I was like, this is it. Like, okay. All right. You went there for the first time. Yeah. And you've lived here your whole life. Yeah. Wow. First time I've actually like I maybe I've gone there before as a kid, but this was the first time going down that main street and checking out the shops and mm-hmm. had a very underwhelming dinner at a restaurant and it's like mm-hmm. Well you should have asked me. I'm a huge Cannon Beach P one. Okay. You, you should have just texted me. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling you about the Irish table, which is one of my favorite restaurants there, which is only open at night and there's no reservations. You just gotta show up and hope that there's tables for you. But great Irish food. Fantastic Irish food. Yeah. I was um, I was thoroughly underwhelmed with Cannon Beach. Hmm. That's my favorite. That's my go-to. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've been exploring a little bit more of the coast last couple of years, and most of the towns are similar. They're small little towns, you know, got a couple places to, to go. It's more just about the beach. Yeah. You know, I went to Lincoln City for the first time this this year, and, boy, that it doesn't really feel like a coast town. That it, town is, like, it's I just always forget big. how huge, yeah, Lincoln yeah. City is from top to bottom. I have a lot of, like, family ties to Lincoln City, so that will probably give me, like, I will be, like, number two on my list. Um but other than that, like Seaside is great. You know, uh, I think someone on the text line said it's like for you, it's like the most Jersey like beach town. It is It is the only town that I've been to that at all resembles the Jersey Shore. Yeah. Which is like a boardwalk and like funnel cake and like arcade game stuff. Yeah. That's the Jersey Shore. Plus, like they've got amusement parks over there, too, which we do not have here. But you know, it's it's very similar to that for sure. Yeah. And then Astoria, which I went for the first time last year, which is not like a coastal town to me. That Astoria is, is really cool. It's like a river town mm-hmm. that's near the coast. Yes. And you need to go over a lot of bridges to get to the coast. So Cool little town, though. I like Astoria a lot. Yeah, for sure. All right. So. Do you like Iowa? <laughs> I mean, do you want to be the host? <laughs> <laughs> do I like Iowa? I've never been to Iowa, nor do I plan on ever going to Iowa, I guess, unless... I have an opportunity to go to a game that is happening as if like it is tomorrow. And that is the field of dreams game, which is going to be Yankees, White Sox in Dyersville, Iowa, sort of at the field from field of dreams. It's adjacent to the field. So uh, 
they built a whole field for mm-hmm. this. Yeah, see, there's some things about this where I'm like, this is cool, but also rubbed me the wrong way. And that's one of them. Yeah, the, I mean, if you look at the original field, I'm not sure you could actually do a baseball game <laughs> like there. 230 yeah. foot home run fence or something. Yeah, it's too it's too small. <laughs> so they they built it up in a fashion that is very similar to the actual field. I mean, it's in the same cornfield. It's just over there a little bit. And you are still going to be hitting home runs into the corn, which is awesome. But they did build a little bit of a fence. So it and looks that's like, that's my other gripe. It looks like a chain link fence. I'm not really sure if it's going to be like a real baseball type of wall, but also has ability to see through it or if it's just a chain link fence. But I, I want dudes trying to run through the corn to catch a ball, like just full gung ho going for the wall. And they just bam right through all these ears of corn and trying to get the home run ball. Well, I saw there. I guess there's a little league game going on at the original one now, which I think is more proof to the fact that they shouldn't be playing a major league game at that park. And (laughs) yeah, there was somebody who hit it into the, into the corn and the, and the, the guy running to, or the kid, I don't know if it was little league or not running to the wall, like almost crashed into the corn stalks. Cause he was like, Oh, I got it. I got it. Nope. I'm at the corn now. Yeah, I, I would love to see, like, when the dude at uh, old PG Park or whatever, Civic Stadium, whatever they called it before Providence, when he went running through the wall to catch the home run. I want to see that with corn. I learned that today was was in Portland. I had no idea. Really? Yeah, I that was on, like, a classic old-school VHS I had of baseball highlights. Yeah. And, I mean, that's a that, that is an infamous baseball blooper. Yeah, for real. But I had no idea it was here. None. Yeah. Right there. Because it was minor leagues. You're like, ah, oh, a minor league player crashed through, crashed through a wall. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it was when, like, the Portland Beavers were playing or anything. It was a little bit before them. But, yeah, I want to see some ears flying. Husks of corn flying through the air as a guy goes diving, <laughs> trying to catch a ball. It'd be great. Uh, a couple of things of note. It is built to resemble the old Comiskey Park. So it's going to be 335 down each line, 400 to dead center feet, and 380 to the to the alleys. So in it's an ode to the White Sox, the classic White Sox, who are wearing their old school uniforms for this game. And the Yankees are wearing, I don't know if it's a it's a true old school uniform, but it's a uniform that looks the part of the time that the movie was was released, which was 1989. The White Sox jerseys are clean. They're fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. The Yankees ones are similar to their current ones. They're just a little more old school looking. This is the coolest part. There is a 16 foot removable fence panel in right field so that before the game, the players are going to walk out of the corn as they're being introduced. That's dope. That is absolutely fantastic. That, and that's what I was wondering when I saw the fence, not only seeing guys disappear into the corn trying to catch a home run ball, but yeah, the whole th- big thing from the movie is them coming out of the cornfield yep. before the game. So when I saw the fence, I was like, are they even going to do that? So announcing the lineup and them coming out of the corn, that will be one of the coolest moments for sure. There's also, so the fence, it says here, uh, the right field has a fine mesh fence that reaches seven feet high with a unique design that accentuates the corn, which is a very funny sentence, by the way. So it's uh, that's what I say. It looks like a chain link fence, but they're saying it's a mesh fence that accentuates the corn. It feels like some high dining menu item. <laughs> it kind of does something you would have eaten in your don't give an F about money vacation. And this aioli accentuates the corn. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're also going to have lights that uh, illuminate 
the corn as well. So it's not just going to be like darkness behind the players. Like you're going to be able to see the corn behind center field, right field, left field, which is awesome. Is there any like money number put on this? Like how much money it costs MLB to do this, to build the field, set up? I mean, there's got to be that number floating out there somewhere, or we might get it after. Yeah, I have no idea. As it's still, you know, happening. Uh, all but. I know is that tickets to this thing are insanely <laughs> expensive. <laughs> I uh, can imagine. I was yeah. looking at, uh, you know how if you look at like a team schedule on the far right on ESPN, it'll show ticket prices. It'll say like as little as $25. Next to this game, it said as little as $1,250. Jeez. <laughs> That's the cheapest ticket you can get into the game. And you're literally in the cornfield at that point. No view. <laughs> Just to say you were there. I think this is really, really cool. Uh, I talked about this yesterday on primetime or Monday, not yesterday. I don't even think that it's comparable, but this is by far the best fictional place that you could have, best fictional sports place that you could have a live sporting event. Yeah, I'm trying to think I, what they should do is continue on this and then go to like, and I know it's going to be tougher because it doesn't have any MLB ties really to it, but have you seen the Sandlot in Utah? Like the original Sandlot field? No, I don't it's think I have. grown over grass. It's not even the field anymore. No one kept it up over the years, and so it's just completely, it's it's nothing. It's not even like a landmark or anything like that. But, yeah, trying to think of other sports and movies and shows and fields and stuff like that, it's hard to think of, yeah, a more iconic location for something like this and the Field of Dreams field in Iowa. What about, I mean, I, I don't think it's a real place. I mean, I guess it's probably it's filmed somewhere, but, like, the longest yard. Like the prison? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean. Play in front of the, t- uh, the, the that's inmates. A, that's, a, that's an iconic field in a movie that's not just, like, a regular football field. Right. Beyond that, I don't know. I mean, didn't didn't Indiana like do the Hoosiers thing? Indiana basketball? Yeah. Um or the Pacers, I guess, would be the did the Pacers do it or did University of Indiana do it? I don't know. I have I'd have to look. But again, it's just like those are It's also made up. Yeah, those are meant to be also like replications of an actual place game stadium. Whereas like the whole movie is based off of this field and building mm-hmm. this field for his dad. That, if you, you build know, it, they will come. Yeah. So, I mean, there's really nothing quite like this. And to pull this off, I mean, just hats off to MLB. Way to do something right. Right. <laughs> it's been years of them having missteps. And this is really, really, really cool. So that's tomorrow. You can watch it. It's going to be on Fox at four o'clock Pacific time. Yankees, White Sox, Andrew Heaney, Lance Lynn, the pitching matchup. So Chicago's probably going to win, but it's going to be a really cool game, nonetheless. Nonetheless. All right. Coming up next, wide-ranging, open-ended conversation on where we sit in baseball right now. And I want to begin in the NL East. What on earth happened to the Mets? And wait a minute, the Braves and the Phillies are in the playoff hunt right now? What? That's next. This is Hot Corner. First, Joe, as sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. 7.37 here on your Wednesday evening. It is a Mike and Joe edition of Hot Corner. It's going to be a Patrick and Joe edition edition of Hot Corner next Wednesday. As Patrick returns and I leave, as it is a summer of vacations at this point. Joe was out last week. 
Patrick out this week. I'm out next week. We're just taking turns. As long as we planned it pretty well. As long as we're all here for September, when things start getting to the nitty gritty, the playoff race tightens even more and more. Then I think we're good. Yeah, I think we're probably fine. We're in the dog days of summer, right? Yes. August is the worst time to be a baseball player, so they tell us. I mean, the important part is you guys were here last week when the trade deadline happened. That show was Bonkers. one of the fastest shows I remember doing. <laughs> I just, that was, I immediately thought of you guys when the trades were all coming through. I'm like, well, they're going to have plenty to talk about. It, the Usually when I'm in there co-hosting and producing at the same time, like the show is a little longer because you're thinking about more stuff. Yeah. It was like 8.30, and I was like, what? It's been an hour and a half already? Are you kidding me? Yeah, that was that was nuts. I mean, just from afar, obviously not following it too much, but it seemed like every update, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, it was, my, oh it, my God. How many times on this show have we been disappointed by the trade deadline? Yeah. Probably every year that we've done this. Yeah. For the first time, this this was insane, and it was amazing. Yeah. And it made a ton of teams better, and the trades all – for the most part, made sense unless you were the Rockies and decided not to trade <laughs> Trevor Story. What was great was that day or a few days before that, I was at the Nike store, and because they now do the jerseys, there was you know Yankees, Dodgers, Giants, and Cubs. And I had a buddy who is from Chicago. He's a White Sox fan, but I've seen a Cubs hat in his car before, so I think he just kind of floats to what teams doing mm-hmm. better. But I think he's from Southside. So, <laughs> but I asked him, I was like, "Hey, they they got a Javi Baez." Cubs jersey here if you want it. And this was a few days before the trade deadline. How much? Uh no, that's a little much. No, nah, I'm good, man. Don't get it. I'm like, well, probably good, a good thing you good did thing not get it. <laughs> or is that worth more now that he's gone? Worth more well, I mean, if anything, it's on the clearance rack. Well, <laughs> well, I know, but I mean, like after a couple of years, is it like, hey, I still have a hobby bias Cubs jersey? Or is it like, who cares he's I'm, on whatever team he's on now? I am on I, – I share the souk sentiment that you shouldn't wear another grown man's name on your back. Agreed. <laughs> but if they are a retired player and it's like a retro jersey, then I think it's acceptable. Can't be doing it all the time, but an old throwback jersey, if you have like one or two that you like, certain player, certain team, certain jersey that you just really loved as a kid, I, nostalgic. I guess that's I, acceptable. I'm okay with that. I can you know, Okay. I can listen to that. Like I, I'm pretty strict on no jerseys at this point. I was a big Jersey guy as a kid. Right. Like I had like six different replica jerseys I wore and only one of them was a Broncos jersey. I just liked having jerseys. Yeah. The the most random one for a kid from New Jersey who was a Broncos fan was I had a Jeff Garcia 49ers jersey. Hell yeah. <laughs> it was the white one too. I thought that was so cool because it was like Niners. the alternate color. Those white Niners jerseys were clean. But uh, you know, as I've gotten like, jerseys, like it's just you look kind of you look kind of weird when you're wearing a jersey at this point. Let's be real, Mike. You look kind of douchey. Yeah. Like I said, if it's not a cool retro throwback, and you have your outfit outfit like lined up, you're matching, looking good, going to the club or something like that, then yeah. You just blew my mind by saying <laughs> that. Did you add going to the club? <laughs> So you can wear a classic jersey to the club and what be are those? deemed acceptable? Don't, sp- don't spill your cranberry vodka on my retro Astros jersey, okay? <laughs> are are jerseys acceptable? Uh, no. I'm going to say no, Bob. Patrick has a couple of jerseys he likes to wear. Yeah, I had a Jason Winton jersey, and um, I'm going to pass on that. I say no. I you, would say they're more acceptable than regular jerseys because they're just a shirt. I say just spend the money and get the real thing or don't do it at all. Yeah. I think it's a half-ass attempt at wearing a jersey. I think I still have in in a random 
drawer deep in the back of my closet. I think I still have like my original John Lynch Broncos jersey that I had because he shared my last name. And it is so faded. I wore that thing <laughs> so much as a teenager. Number, numbers are all peeled. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's the it was the replica, so it didn't even have like the authentic like the sewn stitching. on numbers. It yeah. was just the stickers. <laughs> it's just like, they're yeah, just the, faded completely. Just peels off. Yeah, it, it's less peeling and more just like oh, going through the wash so many times. It's just like, <laughs> what number is that? Forty seven? No, that doesn't look like forty seven. Yeah, retro jersey's cool, and, you know, me buying an Adley Rutschman jersey, that's acceptable too. But other than that. Oh, is that something that's happened? It, it will happen. Mm. I think once he finally gets the call up, that I, I, I saw I that make the, that purchase. That Adley Rutschman may be getting the call up in September this year. They were saying earlier in the year that they might just wait till next year to kind of have him be the starting catcher, but I think they might do the September call-up for him. Just do whatever you want, Orioles, at this point. I mean, I just, you're you're losing me. If you want to do it, great. I'll, I'll be happy then, but my God. To be fair, you are in a very difficult division. Yeah. Which we will get to. Yeah. We also just wasted the segment. Well, we came back at 38. That's that's being a radio professional. That, that's filling the time to get back on time. Yeah. There you go. All right. Next, what happened to the Mets? And why on earth? Oh, the Braves are in the playoffs again? What? And the Phillies, I guess, Or too. the playoff race, I should say. That's next. This is the Hot Corner on the fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Seven forty-seven here, Hot Corner with Mike and Joe today. Let's dive into the updated playoff picture. NL East has changed drastically since we last took a look at it. The Mets were in first, and they seem to be pretty comfortably in first. And you may be surprised to find out that they are now in third and just two games over 500 behind the Phillies and the Braves. Now they're only a game and a half back, but as somebody who does not follow the Mets closely, I am certainly a bit confused and surprised as to what has happened here. I feel like the Mets and collapse are like two words that are kind of go well with each other. I feel like they, they do this. More so in September, but that they go hand in hand. Yeah, <laughs> they wait a little bit, but feel a couple times during the David Wright years that this happened to them. So they were, let's see, fifty-one and forty-three on July twenty-third. They are now fifty-seven and fifty-five. So they are six and twelve in their last eighteen games. And if you want to extrapolate that out a little bit more, they are nine. And did I say six and 18 or six and 12, six and 12. Uh, they are nine and 15 since the all-star break, Oof. which, you know, you look at that and you're like, that's not horrible, but for a first place team in the division that had been playing pretty good baseball and seemed to have a little bit of a spark. They added Javi Baez at the trade deadline. You know, you're like, Hey, this is, this is working out. This is going to go well since the trade deadline. They are three. And seven in their last 10, 10 games since they're three and seven. And they're just really not hitting at all. Um, they scored eight runs in their win from the game. That was uh, 
suspended yesterday and played earlier today. But before that, in the series with the Phillies, they scored 0-3-2. They lost 3-4 of four to the Marlins, where they scored 2-5-4-3. and three. And they lost 2-3 of three to the Reds, where they scored 1-5-2. and two. So their offense has just vanished. And I, I, I have a, a couple of friends on Twitter back from my Syracuse days that are big Mets fans. Super negative Mets fans, too, by the way, which is so strange to me that they're finally having a pretty good year. <laughs> and, like, one of one of them tweeted after they gave up a three-run home run to Juan Soto yesterday, just end the game now. It's not even worth it. <laughs> they, won, they won the game. <laughs> so stupid. But um, it's... I don't even care. Just, just end it now. The strategy of have Jacob DeGrom win every one of his starts and then try to win the rest of them as best as you can is not going to be a viable strategy when Jacob DeGrom's on the IL <laughs> and has been for a while. So I think the fact is, the fact of the matter is, is they can't hit. And when they don't have the best pitcher in baseball going, they're not going to get those wins as regularly either. But it is pretty surprising to me that this team, which when you look at the lineup is, is pretty loaded. You know, you brought in Javi Baez, you got Pete Alonzo, you know, you got, Jeff McNeil, although he's been a little bit underwhelming this year, you know, you've got, you've got good players on this team that you would think would make this team actually a good hitting team. Dom Smith was supposed to be good going into the year. God, Michael Conforto is, he's hitting 202 right now, having a really, really tough year. But I mean, you look at the lineup and you're like, yeah, that's a pretty good lineup. Why aren't they hitting? I don't know. I don't know why they're not hitting. It just seems very messy, doesn't it? Like like you said, the Mets and collapse go hand in hand. This is not a true collapse yet. They're only a game and a half out of the division. But if you listen to Mets fans on social media, it certainly sounds like they are about ready to be done with this team. Still a lot of baseball left. But, I mean, the Mets really, they like you said, they're better this year. But with as lackluster as the division has been, the Braves being down, um, the uh, not the Reds, sorry, the Nationals not being good. I mean, the Marlins, say what you want about them. They were a playoff team last year. They're not good this year. And then the Phillies, who at the beginning of the year, I said, like, this was a year that they needed to win, that they needed to go to the playoffs. It was kind of put up or shut up, I thought, for the Phillies. And now they're starting to do that a bit. But with all those teams, this first half of the season, not really making a lot of noise, felt like the Mets should have been able to have a little bit bigger of a lead in the standings on them. Well, right. And it's it. So you have DeGrom and See, he, he pitched for a couple months, but you have Stroman who's having a good year. You have Taiwan Walker who's having a good year. And even with that, you're still barely over 500. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying It's like, I feel like the Mets, I mean, were they ever at any point this season more than 10 games above 500? No, I think that their best was, I think was, I think nine, yeah. nine or 10. Yeah. Uh, I mean, on the, on the flip side of this, Phillies are now in first. Braves are in second. The Braves, we kind of rode off early in the year, especially once Acuna went out for the year. It was like, well, what are the Braves going to do? The Braves, since the All-Star break, basically were win one, lose one, win one, lose one. But they have now won six of their last seven games to get themselves right back into the hunt. And the Phillies tried to get their bullpen a little bit better in the trade deadline. They didn't do a ton that you would, you would think would make it better, but they also just went through a one, two, three, four, five, six. They just had an eight game winning streak snapped yesterday against the Dodgers. So this could just be a case in the NL East of, you know, the Braves and the Phillies are getting a little bit hot and the Mets are getting a little bit cold, 
But we are starting to get to that that point in the season. Like, yeah, we mentioned it's the dog days of summer, and August is a really tough month to get a read on teams. But it is around now. It's after the trade deadline. That's always where it is in my head, is that's when you need to start accelerating towards the playoffs if you're in the hunt. If, if you are starting to fall off after the trade deadline, yes, there's still plenty of time to get it figured out. But to me, that's that's a bad sign for where you're going for the rest of the year. So the Mets had a trade deadline where they didn't get a bunch of guys that you thought they were going to acquire. They wind up getting Javi Baez, which is a good addition for sure. Um, you know, he has played second base before. So when Frankie Lindor comes back from injury, that'll be a pretty sick middle of the infield there. Although both of them are underperforming this year, but you know, you get, you get some additions, but you start losing games after the trade deadline, the momentum starts to fizzle. You start putting pressure on yourself. You know, the playoffs are not that far away and it's, you're looking at it and you're starting to collapse a little bit. And that's, that's where the stress comes in. And it's not a true, like a surefire method of figuring it out for when teams are going to be good. But just the way I view it is, you know, if you start getting hot now, that's a good sign for if you're going to be able to make that playoff push for sure. Yeah. Also, it might be good that this is happening now to them, right? If you look at the flip side, it's good to maybe get this bad stretch of baseball out, get things figured out with some of the newer players and trying to figure out life without DeGrom for a little bit. And then come September, you got that final stretch of baseball and hopefully you can turn things around, but two and nine in their last 11 games. I mean, at the break, they were 47 and 40 and they started to win a little bit more. And yeah, again, the best that they've gotten was eight games above 500. I mean, they've never, they haven't really separated themselves from the rest of the division and not, not the best time to be doing this. Did you know Ronald Acuna still leads the Braves and Homers at 24? And how many games has he missed? Uh, he has played 40 less. Nope, that's math. Uh, oh, no. That's math? That's good math? Quick, yeah, 40 less games. Quick math? Yeah, he's played 40 less games than uh, than the rest of the team, and he's still in first Jesus. with home runs. Freddie Freeman tied with him at 24. I wanted to give a shout-out, though. I, I was looking up the stats. Austin Riley? Remember last year, I think we talked about him like, ah, oh, we're going to see a breakout year from Austin Riley. It never really panned out. He's hitting 291, 23 bombs, and leads the or second in the team in RBIs with 68. And recently, he has been on an absolute tear. So shout out to Austin Riley, all you Braves fans out there listening. Uh, hopefully, you guys got a good one that will actually stay good throughout his career because he was a guy who came up with, with hype. And he's 24, so still plenty of time for him to be good. So good start for Austin Riley, 291, 21st best average, apparently. That's depressing. <laughs> a sub 300 average is the 21st best average. Jesus. <laughs> Get it together, Bravos. Oh, my God. No, no, no. I'm talking about in baseball. Oh, God. Okay. Isn't that like that's the 21st best average? Really? All right. Coming up next, where do you want to go to next? Do you want to go to the NL West? The Giants, Dodgers, and Padres still battling it out for first place in that division? Let's go to as many divisions as possible to where we completely forget about the AL East. Oh, we're not we're not forgetting about the AL East. Please. We're just not talking about the Orioles, Joe, because they're almost 30 games back. Yeah. Yeah, they are. According to Buster Olney. Hey, you could be the Diamondbacks, though. Just terrible what they're doing. You want to talk about teams that are purposely trying to lose. Look at the Orioles. Well, yeah, no duh. No, I I, I mean, when you have we're getting into the AL East, damn it. I didn't want well, to do eventually, this. Yeah. I want to start with the NLS though. To begin the hour, <laughs> the Giants are the best team in baseball. Still baffling to me. 
Dodgers and Padres chasing them. They are still in the wild card spots right now. And that does not appear to be something that will change unless uh, the Padres fall off drastically, or I guess the Dodgers too. But we'll get to that next and other playoff races in baseball next hour. This is the Hot Corner on the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.